Hello, and welcome to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf, brought to you by the Whole Food Health Coach LLC, where we make your goals our goals, and you're never alone on your wellness journey. Experience the information, inspiration, and collaboration of our Coach in Your Corner partnership. My name is Stephanie Wolf. I'm a national board certified health and wellness coach and the proud owner of the Whole Food Health Coach, now in its ninth year, and five-time winner of the Best of Winnet Award in Endocrinology, Diabetes, and Metabolism Practices. Rachel, Sherry, and I invite you to visit WholeFoodHealthCoach.com to set up your 60-minute healthy living assessment. Our award-winning three-phase program is changing lives. Work Well is brought to you weekly and is dedicated to your personal and professional health and wellness. I offer examples from my own life, health, marriage, family, and business. I share my research, my opinions, and my faith designed to bring you compelling content, engaging challenges, and practical body, soul, and spirit support on your wellness journey. Work Well comes to you from my personal desire to live long and strong with passion and purpose, die of old age, and help others to do the same. Now, from living rooms to boardrooms, via Business Radio X, you are listening to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf. Let's do this. All right. I love to start with a funny story. Do you know that it takes fewer muscles uh, to smile than it does to frown? Actually, smiling typically involves seven, uh, 10 muscles, and frowning requires 43 muscles. So get ready to smile a lot. This is called the new dress. A poor country pastor was livid when he confronted his wife with the receipt for a $250 dress that she had just bought. How could she do this, he explained. I don't know, she wailed. I was standing in the store looking at the dress. Then I found myself trying it on. It was like the devil was whispering in my ear, you look great in that dress. You should buy it. Well, the pastor persisted, you know how to deal with him. Just tell him, get behind me, Satan. I did, replied his wife. But then he said, it looks great from back here, too. I've been there, done that before. So glad you used those and muscles that helped you to smile at that. So you've been listening to this podcast. I'm sure that uh, you know that every week I seek to offer you information and inspiration. And I love having guests on my show that help us to all understand the different ways that we can grow in our understanding of information and inspiration. This whole month has been devoted to the men in our life. So I encourage you to challenge yourself, change something, improve something, let go of something, pick up something, start something, restart something, or at least begin a healthy self-dialogue to excite and generate movement towards your healthier self. So today I'm joined with Dr. Austin Shugart, and he is with Thrive Forward Therapy in Swanee, Georgia. You may recall that we had Dr. Jennifer Wilmoth here also last month during Women's Health Month, and um, the, they are both together with other therapists, I'm sure, at Thrive Forward Therapy, and I am excited that you're with me today, Austin. Yeah, thank you for having me. He works with men, teens, couples, relationships, concerns, um, in also depression, anxiety, addictions, and life transition. He's also an adjunct professor at Mercer University where he educates future licensed professional counselors. He has an additional training also in EFT, the Emotionally uh, Focused Therapy, and Prepare Enrich to help couples to have good relationships at every stage. I love that. Austin lives in the Atlanta area where he enjoys live music, 
movies, sports. I heard them talking about baseball earlier <laughs> and trying uh, new restaurants, which I'd love to share about that because my husband and I love to do the same. Oh, yeah. And most of the time, it says he spends quality time with his family and friends, and he's a member of the American Counseling Association and the Licensed Professional Counselors Association of Georgia. That is a lot, Austin. We were talking earlier (laughs) about that and how, you know, being a doctor, I said, should I call you doctor? (laughs) Do you want me to call you doctor? Um, Austin, and you said not so much, and <laughs> it's not that most important thing, or yeah. why you did what you did. Yeah, yeah. I um, really, I, I guess, why I pursued all of this education was to help people, um, and that's, you know, I, I really find my identity and, and purpose in my faith, and through that, a lot of that is helping other people. So, um, you know, it's just interesting. People use titles and credentials to sort of, you know, look at me type of thing. And I could not be further from that, or at least I, I hope I, I am. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love what I do. And, um, you know, the, I think the reason why I just kept pursuing my education and the academics was I wanted, um, to get the most knowledge that I could and be able to provide a platform where God could use me. And, um, thankfully, he has so far. So I hope to keep going with it. That's awesome. I love the passion that, um, cause I can hear it from your heart yeah. and not just your voice. And mm-hmm. that to me means more than all the education, but I would say information, inspiration, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times it's the passion that I buy before I buy what you're selling, no matter what it is. And when it mm-hmm. comes to mental health, it's something that's kind of personal and really need to connect with that person, mm-hmm. um, that you are going to be opening up your heart to. So yeah. I'm sure that that's a big part of what you do. And this month, we're specifically talking about men. So um, since Jennifer was here during Women's Health, I really appreciate the fact that you've taken time out of your busy schedule and probably those that are waiting to spend time with you (laughs) to be on Work Well with Stephanie Wall. So I'm really happy you're here. Yeah, glad to be here. So this month, like I said, men's health, uh, and I'm trying everything I can to increase awareness and um, especially in the area of preventable health problems and encourage early detection and treatment of disease of men and boys. And also research and studies continue to show a significant difference, like I shared last time we were together, when it comes to the health between men and women. So when those differences really drew my attention to certain behaviors, um, I decided to spend a little time talking about those behaviors. And so we've been doing that. Um, Started last week just kind of laying some groundwork and um, focusing on men's health this month to just help men get on top of their game, you know, and really Mm -hmm. stay there. It's, you know, we're not 100% any um, healthy person. So it's just, uh, it's always a work in progress, right? You know, process. And um, so listen to last week's Man Up. Um, part one, if you have not done that yet. And in honor of today's guest, though, I want to remind you of a few of the stats that I shared last week uh, so that we can bring this topic into focus. And according to the CDC, uh, average lifespan of a man is five years less than a woman. 
and that gap has actually been increasing. The other thing is the top three causes of death for men include heart disease, cancer, and unintentional injuries. I like that one, talking about that last week was so fun. But not fun, um, cancer and disease and anything that causes death. But three was men are are almost twice as likely as women to die of a heart attack. So we're going to talk a little bit about stress today. And also significantly more likely to die of cancers compared to women. So the one stat though that I think really rocked my world last week when I shared it was that men are less likely to undergo treatment or seek treatment or treat mm-hmm. or any kind of help for mental health conditions such as depression um, and that um, CDC says is resulting in nearly four times an increase in likelihood of committing suicide so that's big and yeah. scary yeah so I'm glad you're here to talk to us about this and just kind of um, unpack, I guess, a little bit about what you do, who you are, and anything that you think um, our listeners would need to hear about men's health, and at least in that topic, and then we'll go a little farther with it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I really do have a passion for helping um, men, young men, teenagers, and, and couples. That's sort of my few areas that I like to focus on, but... Um, uh, especially with men, because, you know, growing up, um, you always hear that it's harder for men to talk about their feelings and to get those emotions out there. And for me, it, it never felt (laughs) difficult. And maybe that's why I'm in the profession that I'm in, but I always enjoyed being able to express myself kind of what I was feeling, what I was going through. Not that it was always easy. I mean, there were definitely times where it was I felt that draw to withdraw and to isolate and not let anybody know what was going on. Um, but I think because of those two things, it, it really sort of propelled me to want to work with men to help them to realize that it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to involve other people. In fact, there's the people around you, you know, want to help you. They want to be there for you. Um, and I, I think that's, a lot of times the the trap that men can fall into is, you know, they sort of believe that, well, I've, I've got to be the strong one. You know, I've got to, um, not show any weakness. I've got to power through it. And, you know, there's certainly qualities of men that, that are great to, to be strong and to persevere. Mm -hmm. But, um, but to, to do that alone and to do that without, without help can be very challenging. And I think, over time, men can find themselves in situations or seasons where they feel burnt out. They feel like, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and by that time, it's usually a crisis or a very difficult season that they find themselves in. Um, so it probably affects all areas of their life. So mm-hmm. if they're feeling a little overwhelmed or insecure, or like you said, you know, they see it as a sign of weakness. And then it's going to affect all the areas of their life, whether it's work or home or, you know, even outside of your own personal mm-hmm. um, shortcomings. It really affects those other areas as well. Yeah, I um, I, I feel like a, a lot of the clients that I work with, it, it's really affecting a lot of parts of their life, um, particularly with relationships. Um, if there's uh, work stress and, you know, just sort of the... Um, things that are happening in life that demand so much of them, you know, it, it, it starts to 
I think the first thing that does start to take a toll on is your relationships, you know, whether it's your spouse um, or your children, just your family in general. It can really affect those relationships, which then it's like a domino effect and that affects more things and you just kind of keep going down the line. Mm, That's so true. I think um, the one other point that I made last time was that one of the most problematic behaviors contributing to this lifespan disparity is the non-help-seeking nature Mm -hmm. among uh, men, and you're kind of touching on that. But in all areas, not not just in you know mental health, but in physical health or in um, emotional needs, even in Mm -hmm. spiritual health, you know, asking for prayer or you know seeking counsel or even being vulnerable enough to share with your wife or um, your mom or anybody um, in your family that, like you were talking about, to be able to say that, hey, I'm struggling in this, that um, they tend to see it as a sign of weakness and use that word too. How can we help them not to see that as being a weakness but a strength? Yeah, and that's, that's a tough thing to do, right? Because for so long our culture... Um, has really uh, taught or influenced men to not talk about those things. So to sort of backtrack that thinking can be, it it can be a um, challenging process, but still doable. Um, I I think a a lot of times what I help um, with clients is once they get in the room and are able to sort of talk about some of those things, they start to see the results of, oh, this is actually good for me and this is helping me. So it's almost like for a lot of men, they want to at least see some results, you know, as to be able to continue um, to pour out their heart. So, you know, until they see some kind of results, it's always difficult to first get that going. But, you know, that's why usually with men, I just start off slow. It's building rapport. Um, building that therapeutic relationship um, because most men and and I think people in general, they want to be seen and they want to be heard. Mm -hmm. You know, I, they want um, you to be able to empathize with them and to really understand that. um, Yeah, that that's a really difficult thing you're going through. I see you and I hear you on that. So I, I think really just providing the space for them is a, is a big thing. Um, there, there's a lot of times where there's just not a whole lot of areas that feel safe for men to be able to want to express themselves, Mm. whether that's fear of judgment or just that fear of being vulnerable in front of other men that are around. Um, but I think when you can, when they can get to a comfortable space where they feel safe enough to share, then that's, that's a great start. And it doesn't have to be something traumatic that has happened to them. I mean, most all of us, I always say, all of us need therapy. Really, all of us need somebody to talk to, a counselor, somebody to kind of unpack some of those things with us that we just can't handle at the moment. Sometimes we're stronger than other times we can handle certain things, and so we think, well, I got this. Mm -hmm. And then other times it's more about... You know, just having someone else to look at the same situation and maybe help you to see it from a different perspective. And I know that's what I do as a wellness coach. But for me, it's all about forward movement. So I don't really go back in time and look at anything, you know, in life. But I think a lot of men specifically think it has to be this big traumatic thing that happened. And um, so how do you you help our listeners to realize that it's not about those big dramatic moments? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think a lot of times, um, it, it, a lot of times it's, it's not so much those big traumatic moments or this past trauma. You know, a, a lot of people do have a great childhood and a great upbringing, and mm-hmm. but then they find themselves in a season where life has become really difficult. There's there's really not a whole lot of things in life that we really can or have control of, and we kind of learn that through COVID, where all everything shut down and what is going on. Um, but I, I try to help men. Um, I, I really, I really do believe in talk therapy where if someone is willing to just sort of get this stuff out there, explain kind of what season they're in, even to have me as a sounding board or, you know, I hear what you're, you know, I hear you saying this or that, but it's sort of, rephrased a little bit and it gets them to think even more about the pro- the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm really there just facilitating that conversation and get, getting them to really think about all the stuff that's in here. Let's get it out, process it and figure out what's going on and how we can, um, you know, get you to the place that you want to be and help you to reach the goals that you have. I think that's great. Facilitate that discussion. Mm-hmm. You know, I think because sometimes we just keep it all in our head yes. and we think that it's just all up there, but it tends mm-hmm. to come out in anger, frustration, you know, sadness, depression, anxiety, sleep issues, mm-hmm. you know, and all those other things that are more, I guess, noticeable as far as the world's concerned. But yet there's all this stuff stored mm-hmm. kind of inside. So yeah. if you're able to facilitate the discussion, even in, I've been to um, Thrive Forward Therapy you know, um, facilities and it's beautiful space. Yeah, it's you. very warm, very inviting. Um, you know, there's probably nothing that would keep somebody outside mm. the outside the door. Yeah. Once you go inside the door, yeah. it just changes everything. It kind of can open up. I think it's like a metaphor. Almost you go inside, you start opening up, yeah. you know, to that, um, the space as well. Yeah. So very comfy couches. Too. Yes. <laughs> and we don't need to lay down, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> we don't have to, the old therapy type <clears throat> side of things. Well, let's talk about stress a little bit because I know men carry a lot of weight on their shoulders and um, it's not easy, really, all that uh, men carry. And, and I know women carry, don't send letters, but, um, you know, I know women carry a lot too. But I do think uh, women um, have, I guess, a benefit in a couple of areas. And I want to um, share some of those because I think, um, for men, I think balancing can be that struggle that can get too much at some times. And when this happens, they can find themselves spiraling a little bit and that sadness taking over and um, and then fueled by more stress and fueled by more anxiety. And so it just kind of ends up being this swirling tornado. But um, our mind can be consumed with unhealthy thought patterns. You know, this is never going to get any better. I've always, this is where I've always hit the wall or I keep making the same mistake over and over again, you know, or any of those kind of things that keep keep them stuck or maybe, you know, feeling less than. And some of the stats that I saw said that um, that men have more difficulty handling stress compared to women because of these couple things. One of them is that women have a better social network or a better circle of friends to confide in. And, you know, usually we're very verbal. Um, mm-hmm. You know, women are more verbal processors, I think. And so we do have our close friends that we can kind of share 
everything with. And then the other is that um, the male mentality tends to avoid discussing their feelings. And you mentioned that earlier. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, that men are less likely to disclose their struggles, mental health or emotional or otherwise, even to their PCPs. Um, and then it just creates more of that anxiety and sleep issues or maybe even um, um, abuse of drugs or alcohol. Mm-hmm. So what do you, you know, what are your thoughts on some of those things? Yeah, I, I think especially with the first part, um, what I hear a lot of that part is a lack of community. Mm-hmm. And that's not even just men, but for anybody in general, but, um, I, I have found community is a extremely important thing to have in life. Um, people that you can count on people that you can lean on through the ups and downs. Um, and, and I think it's almost like with men, you know, their younger years, high school, college, you have a good group of friends, then you graduate you get a job, you get married. Um, you start to, almost lose a little bit of that or it requires more effort to reach out and to maintain those friendships and mm-hmm. to eventually you don't really have much of that anymore. So when you, when you lose that community, you know, you kind of, you, you really lose that outlet to be able to um, lean on people and, and talk to people that aren't necessarily your family. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I think, I think a lot of times it, it's scary to, you know, sometimes open up to our family because we certainly don't want them to judge us because they know everything about us. But yet, you know, some of the um, parts that we don't want them to know, you know, that can be difficult to share with them. But to, to have a good group of friends and a good community, you know, whether that's through like a small group in church or or just a group of guys that get together, you know, every um, few months or so, um, I, I think that's I always encourage men to have and find meaningful relationships and meaningful friendships outside of family as well. It seems like a lot of um, men that I've, you know, been around have certain groups of men. Like they have, you know, one group that maybe they play golf with or go to Mm -hmm. sports games or, you know, things like that, that, you know, they don't go deep with those people. Those yeah. are just the social interaction. And yeah, what'd you guys, you know, women are yeah. all like, what'd you guys talk about? You nothing. Know, like nothing, <laughs> you know, good shot, you know, yeah. or whatever. But then yeah. there's, sm- you know, those smaller groups, like you said, or people that you can really own, you know, their struggles and they can help own yours, you know? And, mm-hmm. and I was, um, say, I can carry a corner of your palette. I always like that yeah. scripture, you know, where, and, um, but I think that there's so many people that move from one place to another. Like you mentioned, you know, maybe at school I have, you know, this group of friends. And then at work I have this group of friends. And then around the, um, you know, sports or I have this group of friends. And at mm-hmm. church then, you know, there's a different group of friends too. But yeah. you can be judged in any one of those spaces. Yeah. And that's what I like about therapy. Um, and the option to be able to sit with someone who is trained in this, even if it's just you're a good listener, right? You're mm-hmm. a great listener. And um, asking the right kind of questions to kind of pull some of those feelings and those yeah. thoughts so that it doesn't, you know, you can you can't turn the golf game into a therapy session, you know, with your friends or whatever. And it doesn't have to be that, of course, but I'm just saying, you know, to find the space where you can have that outlet and really be vulnerable and honest and genuine. Yeah. And, you know, a a lot of times, um, I, I've had 
countless clients who have had a conversation with me. You know, this took a while to lead up to this, but you know, they'll start off with, I've never told anybody this. Mm. And then they tell me, um, a lot of times even that can be very impactful because the experience that they have in the therapy room, they can eventually translate that outside of the therapy room. Mm. So the therapy room is really a microcosm of what is happening outside of the therapy room or what could happen outside the therapy room. So even being able to have that space to, I don't want to say practice those conversations, but to have those experiences first in sort of a safer environment will help men kind of more likely, okay, maybe I can talk to my wife about this now, Mm. or maybe I can talk to my kids about this now. I like that. That ripple effect is so important Mm -hmm. too, because we're an example. So, you know, if a man makes fun of therapy or, or jokes about, you know, any of those things or has a hard time with his feelings, then his sons or his even, Mm -hmm. you know, daughters or, um, other family members are going to feel the same way. It's like, well, I don't want to say anything about that because dad thinks X, Y, Z. So, and, and when it comes to, um, physicians, I mentioned PCPs earlier, you're, um, We all have somebody, at least, you know, physically looking after us. And so when we share mental health issues or things like that, a lot of times the first or the only real answer that they have to some of those things are medication. And that can be an answer. It certainly is a part of answers. Um, but I always teach more skills, less pills. Mm -hmm. And the, the value of being able to address some of those things, without medication, at least first, and going to a therapist and opening up about some things that are kind of holding you back or things that you're feeling or things that you should, you know, the shoulds, I always say should all over yourself. So, you know, being able to or open to that versus, you know, the going to the medicine bottle. Yeah. Yeah. You you know, um, uh, really with, when it comes to medication, um, I, I know of medications and kind of what they're called and what they're treated for. And I, I always recommend to people, you know, I think it'd be helpful if you, you know, feel like you do need some medication to reach out to a psychiatrist and I let them do their job. And, you know, my, my job is sort of the, the non-medication route, um, or in combination with medication if it's needed. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to, like you said, and instill some of those, um, skills that can be really long lasting for them in their lives. Um, and that, and that's sort of my job is to, to focus on, well, what kind of skills can, can we incorporate in your daily life? You know, what are, what are some of the things that you're going through now or, or, or what are some things that are underneath that we might have to unpack? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just sort of, um, my thoughts on it, but, um, but yeah, I, I think, I think you're right. Like you said, medication can sometimes be an easy fix, but more often than not, it's it's usually medication plus therapy or just mm-hmm. therapy. But medication alone, um, I just always 
um, encourage therapy as well. Yes, I do just too. me. <laughs> I do too. And I do think that, you know, that like I said, there is a place for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but when it comes to just everyday stress and all the things that we've been talking about, cause everyday stress, I mean, stress is a pretty universal term. Everybody uses it for, mm-hmm. you know, basically it's the emotional strain and physical tension. Sometimes we feel it physically, but it's really more of an emotional process and it affects both our mind and our body, uh, of course, in different ways and it can create all kinds of health issues as well. So I deal with some of, um, those side of things, you know, the higher blood pressure and the body weight and a lot, you know, like I say, the mental, emotional and physical, um, stress that, you know, or the things that, um, stress affects. And, um, and I know fitness plays a big role in men's mm-hmm. health as far as that goes in everybody's health, but science has proven over and over that in specific, um, research that I've read, actually weight lifting, um, is one of the higher, um, you know, benefits. They, they say promotes more of a, um, you know, just an energy that men have, you know, stronger muscles and, you know, putting their effort into that achievement and lifting this much weight and things like that. And I loved reading that science. It was very interesting. And of course, I believe nutrition plays a huge role. And this next coming week, I'm doing a, um, a webinar for a large corporation and um, really focusing on some of these things for Men's Health Month. And, um, and but I wanted to ask you another thing about the past, like what part um, the past plays in, in um, therapy as far as um, sitting with you and talking, do they, is it something, because I've heard men say, oh, I don't want to dig that up or, you know, that was in the past. Um, and, you know, and that's true to an extent, but yeah. how much is that affecting their ability to cope now and in their future success? Yeah, that, that's a, that's a, that's a good question. Um, really sort of how I approach things is I, I never go anywhere with someone that, that they don't want to go. So if they know that there's a past, you know, and they don't want to, or they're not ready to unpack it, Mm -hmm. I never rush that. A, it's not going to be helpful, um, for them, you know, throughout the therapy process, but really just, just in general. Um, one, one thing I will sort of say on, uh, I guess really what we're talking about here is like trauma. Um, and sometimes there's big trauma, like big T and then little trauma, little T, like little kind of traumatic events. I had a professor in college or in grad school. Um, it was Dr. Lane. And I, I still remember this to this day. Um, he said, uh, what you don't deal with will deal with you. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, you know, what I sort of try to get men to see is I know you don't want to go there and I know that there's a lot there to unpack. And also I think some of that may be affecting you to this day, you know, whether that's relationship trouble, whether that's anxiety, you know, how you deal with stress, depression, things like that. And, you know, with those certain things, we can certainly sort of, um, implement some skills and, and talk about sort of more solution focused, um, kind of problems, but you know, that past trauma is not going to go away. Um, but again, I, I really put the ball in their court of when you're ready, you know, we can sort of start to unpack that. Um, but I never rush that process. 
That's beautiful. I think that helps people to go step by step. They don't have to just yeah. show up and tell them the, the biggest oh, yeah. thing that ever happened yes. in yeah. their life. And I always say, you know, the the one um, quote I love is that none of us should be defined by the single worst thing that's ever mm-hmm. happened to us or the single worst thing we've ever done yeah. or any of those things. And I think we're sometimes we focus on that, even though we're not saying it out loud that we're focused on it. Somehow it's affecting how we see certain things and how we treat others or how we treat ourselves or even whether we think we're worthy of, you know, counseling and that kind of thing. I think sometimes though, it's about the financial aspect of, um, cause I've heard people say, well, I don't want to spend money, you know, mm-hmm. doing that. And, you know, and I always think, you know, the, the, the side of where we value our core values, those things that are most important to us, that's where most of the money should go. Mm-hmm. Not the car we drive or the <laughs> TV or whatever. We can buy a new TV. We can get another car. We can yeah. even get another house, you know, but your family or your marriage or your, you know, being a dad or any of mm-hmm. those things, those things are really important. And it, it should be, in my opinion, one of the most important things um, to budget into our, you know, everyday budget. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've, I've had clients who uh, they have told me themselves, you know, I, I didn't really want to come to counseling and, you know, didn't want to spend the money on that issue, but then the issue becomes bigger and bigger and then they wish they had come sooner. And, um, you know, I, I, I never like for uh, financial reasons to be the reason why folks can't, you know, get therapy. So whether, you know, that's with me doing my best to accommodate or, referring to another therapist who I feel like can be a benefit for them as well. Um, that, you know, that, that's my approach with it is uh, people, people should be able to get the help that they're seeking for. And I agree. I think there's, uh, and again, we make choices based on what we value most. And so I think everybody can afford to pay something in that area. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's always nice when, you know, myself included, you know, not letting, finances be a barrier to getting healthy and well. And that's a big topic, but it is something that people need to consider themselves too and taking responsibility for, um, you know, how they spend their money and where they value those things. So I really appreciate that about that shows that we care Mm -hmm. is when we're willing to, you know, address that, the cost factor, because it is, it can hold somebody back in a lot of ways too. So, um, when it comes to the past, I, I know I've heard the saying, um, don't let the past take up too much time, um, to, of today or something like that, but it's, that's pretty easier, easier said than done. Right. And yeah. that's why it's so important to spend time, you know, with, with you and, um, Jennifer and the others in your, uh, thrive forward therapy, um, counseling center yeah. <laughs> i'm trying to think what's it called <laughs> so but i love that um that you guys all seem to have such a care for people and a yeah. um constant attention to um people's needs so that's off awesome and in my man up um dialogue that i've been writing i wrote therapy is not the worst thing that could happen to you you know it's <laughs> like i think a lot of um people are like oh they're in therapy you know mm. like that's such a bad thing and it's definitely not the worst thing that could happen to us yeah. right you no. mentioned how much you know other things can actually happen because you don't address something right yeah 
Awesome. All right. So um, I know that I'm going to ask for a final thought here. So I'll, I'll give you just a minute to um, be considering what your final thought is. Okay. But I want to say, uh, too, that I think, you know, I say this all the time, your health matters, men. You know, don't make it, don't make fun of it. It's not funny. Um, don't take your health for granted. Do more. Don't think it's too hard. You're, you can do this. Um, you can do hard things. And uh, don't think about you know, allowing it, oh, it'll all shake out or, it'll, you know, whatever, all the different comments that, that I hear as well. Um, but I, I want to encourage men to plan and prepare and execute on those things that they really want and don't let another day go by, you know, start thinking about what do you want out of your life and where do you want to be in three years or a year or five years or 10 years. And especially those who have children at home, really setting an example for those areas that, that, um, you know, are more valuable than here, son, let me teach you how to drive a tractor, you know, or uh, some of the manly things, which are great too. But, um, one of my quotes is if you build healthy habits into your daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly life, you will not live a life from which you feel the need to escape. And I think there's a lot of things that um, people can avoid. And there's certainly, you don't want to focus on everything, every little thing that happens. Sometimes yeah. you do need to just let it go, you know, yeah. and not let it control you. But then there are other things that I think um, you just need someone to help you with a different perspective on the matter. So, mm-hmm. all right, Austin, what uh, one final thought? Um, and um, would you like to share with our listeners? Yeah, um, I, I think I would just end on the fact that in our culture, we need strong and healthy men. Um, I, I think so much of the time, um, you know, especially with, I, I think a lot of times of like uh, TV sitcom dads where they're kind of goofy and mm. dumb and not really needed in, in some sense, but you know, I, I feel like that couldn't be farther from the truth is, you know, when, when we have strong men, uh, healthy men and healthy dads in society, it, it they bring so much um, to our lives and to our families. And, you know, when we have that, um, life can just flourish more. And when we're missing that, we really do feel that impact. Um, so I, I, I guess for a final thought is, you know, if you feel like you're in a place where, you know, you want to, um, get healthier and, and, and to kind of deal with some of the, the problems that you may be experiencing, you know, reach out for help. It, it's not as, it's not as scary as it seems. And I'm, um, you know, I, I, I really do try to, uh, make the thrive forward office as, as welcoming and comforting as possible and, um, and not intimidating at all. So, that would be my final thought. I love that. <laughs> I wrote it down, strong, healthy men. I think that's mm-hmm. awesome. And um, I can tell, and they've already kind of met you now, right? Yeah. I mean, they don't see you. <laughs> I mean, they'll see your um, photo. But um, but so that'll kind of open the door, I hope, for a lot mm-hmm. of the men in the world um, and that are going to listen to this, not only today live, but obviously for the forever, these podcasts. Yeah podcasts live on so it's in the cloud now it is it's in the cloud (laughs) well i appreciate you austin i so am i'm so grateful for your time today and my closing thoughts are this no one is a success alone anyone that you see anywhere in the world on any platform 
um, did not get there by themselves on their own skills or on their own merit. Really, any actor, any CEO, any athlete, any millionaire, billionaire, they all have a village of skilled, educated, caring teammates and managers and coaches and counselors. <laughs> and um, at Whole Food Health Coach, I always say, we are the coach in your corner. And that's our thing. And I started that years ago because I always felt like somebody needed to be in my corner. And, um, and I'm just grateful that there are Thrive Forward Therapy, you know, and others like you out there. But I remember a cartoon that I saw just recently, um, and it was Winnie the Pooh and Piglet walking hand in hand in the 100-acre woods. Mm-hmm. And Piglet asks, Pooh, what's the bravest thing you've ever said? Help, said Pooh. Mm-hmm. I love that because um, reaching out for help isn't easy. It's never easy, but it's most difficult, I think, for those who assume they don't need any. You've been listening to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf, brought to you by the Whole Food Health Coach LLC, where we make your goals our goals and you're never alone on your wellness journey. For information about our corporate wellness programs, virtual classes, or our individual coaching programs, go to wholefoodhealthcoach.com. Our coaching is available virtually anywhere in the country. I'm Stephanie Wolf, wishing you well personally and professionally. See you next week live or on your favorite podcast channel. Until then, choose life.